वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 26 क्लास एंड आवर टॉपिक इज थ्योरीज ऑफ क्लास स्ट्रक्चर लेट अस डिस्कस द क्लासिकल व्यू ऑफ एरिस्टोटल एरिस्टोटल मेंटेन दैट पीपल आर डिफरेंशिएटेड इनटू थ्री एलिमेंट्स वन क्लास इज वेरी रिच द अदर क्लास इज वेरी पुअर the third class occupies a position between the two in being neither very rich nor very poor those who are very poor feel too graded and find it difficult to follow rational principle there is a possibility that they grow into petty rogues and rascals those who are very rich are not willing to submit to the authority they also find it difficult to follow rational principles and are likely to grow into great criminals who commit offenses from violence the poor are not able to command so others often rule them the rich are given to despising they demand unquestioning subservience from others and make good masters the people of middle class follow the rational principle and obey rules they do not eye others goods others do not eye their goods and they do not make plans against others others do not make plans against them they are free from the factions and disputes the presence of a large middle class ensures a well governed state and safe democracy democracies are safer and more permanent than oligarchies because they have a large middle class that has a substantial share in the government while there is no middle class the poor and the rich quarrel with each other and the class that is able to get an upper hold regards political supremacy as the reward for victory the result is that it sets up either democracy or oligarchy that is geared to its own interest and advantage and not of the public rather than a just or popular government now let us discuss the next topic capitalism and social classes by karl marx here we will critically discuss marx's view on social classes we begin with his perspective of social classes in detail and then go on to its critical appraisal the first is marx's perspective on social classes three periods in history are identified ancient civil civilization feudalism and the capitalism each period is marked by the predominant mode of production some of the predominant means of production identified by marx are primitive communism ancient empires and feudalism capitalism and the advanced communalism he clarified that the class relations are 
characteristics of those means of production in which a section of population controls the means of production while others are excluded from it. Those who control the means of production exploit those who transform the means of production into finished products. The mode of production constitutes the basis of class structure. The capitalist or ruling class and the wage labor or the oppressed class makes up the class structure. A Marxian sense a social class is an aggregate of people who perform the same function in production process. These classes occupy different positions in the economy. The position that a person occupies in the social organization of production determines the social class to which he or she belongs. The basic determinant of class is the way in which an individual cooperates with others in the satisfaction of basic needs of food, clothing and shelter. Cooperation implies division of labor and organization of production. Marx propounded that the first concern of human beings is to satisfy basic needs which forms the basis of production of material life. Once a need is satisfied, new ones emerge. Rising needs create new social relations. Social relationships unfold cooperation of several individuals. The relation between them is governed by struggle because the ruling class owns the and controls the means of production. It also exercises control over the moral and the intellectual life of the people. The entire law and governance machinery, art, literature, science and philosophy serve the interest of the capitalist class or the bourgeois. This is typical in capitalist mode of production. A vast majority of Marx's writings are concerned with class relations in capitalism. In the capitalist mode of production, the raw material for production, the tools, the land and all that is necessary for production belongs to the capitalist class as its private property. Those who are actually engaged in the production process do not own the means of production. They work for the bourgeois by selling their labor, their ability to work and their expertise for wages by which they subsist. They constitute the non-owing class, the wage labor or the proletariat. The sale of finished products in the market fetches money that is more than the cost of production. This is the net profit of the capitalist class. It is often reinvested and in this way more and more profit gets generated for the capitalist class. Now while the labor process and means of production what Marx calls constant capital does not change quickly. The labor power, what Marx calls variable capital, is pressed hard to maximize 
the output so that more and more returns from the finished products are acquired. Surplus value is the balance between the investment in the labor process and the returns from it that are appropriated by the capitalist class. There is no denying that the relationship between the bourgeois and the proletariat is that of the antagonism, hostility and the strife. Since the capitalist class tries to exploit the wage labor class, while the wage labor class tries to bring about the end to exploitation. Marx believed that the class struggle was an important means through which social change could be effective. Income, consumption pattern, educational attainments uh, or occupations are clues to the distribution of material goods and of prestige symbols. Income or occupation cannot be determinant of class position because class is determined by the position of a person in the social organization of the production. Consider the case of two blacksmiths, one running his own shop, the other working in a factory. The two men belong to the same occupation but different social classes. Marx cited several conditions which were crucial to the development of social class, conflict over economic rewards, physical concentration of masses of people and easy communication among them. The development of the solidarity and the political organization in place of competition between the individuals and organizations for purely economic needs. It may be understood at this stage itself that the setting up of large industry brings together several people at one place. It is only natural that there will be competition between them, common interest against their superior who exploits them for his or her advantage keeps them united. They enter into strife with the capitalist rather than among themselves. Workers are seen to sacrifice a part of their wages in favor of associations that are constituted of enterprising people representing the weird labor class who put up a strong resistance to exploitation by the capitalist. There is often the possibility that the association takes up a political character. Marx felt that the conflict between the workers and the capitalist class was not born out of struggle for economic advantage only. He emphasized that the role of machine production under capitalism too. As machines made away into the production process, the social relations underwent major transformation and human beings came to be mere appendages of the machines. The machines did most of the work of men would only operate them. This deprived the workers of all opportunities to derive psychological satisfaction from their work. 
Marx referred to the lack of satisfaction as alienation of human labor. In the words of Bendix and Lipset, Marx believed that the alienation of labor was inherent in capitalism and that it is, was a major psychological deprivation which would lead eventually to proletariat revolution. Marx contrasted the modern industrial worker with the medieval craftsman and along with many other writers of the period, observed that under modern conditions of production, the worker had lost all opportunity to exercise his knowledge, judgment and will in the manufacture of his product. To Marx, this deprivation seemed more significant than the economic perpetuism to which capitalism subjected the masses of workers. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcasts. Music